You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. And again, that's what Jesus is getting at. That's why it's his kingdom manifesto. He's teaching us a new way of living that's not only going to bless us, but it's going to bless the world when it's full of people that are living this way. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor, today joined by two special guests. First is lead pastor Jose Abaroa. Jose, thanks for being here. And next, we have another special guest. Very special. Very special. (laughs) She's the one and only prayer pastor, Rhonda Patterson. Rhonda, thanks for being here. Okay, we are continuing our series through the Sermon on the Mount. And so... Jose, I'd love to get your thoughts as you prepared, kind of as we continued with a message this week you had titled Inside Out Living. Well, we're going exegetically, so planning is easier because we're just going down the Sermon on the Mount. And we are hitting the parts where Jesus is now speaking about different topics. He's actually looking at the 10th commandments, starting out with the sixth commandments, which is anger. And then he's redefining and clarifying what God really is expecting us and how how to live, how to build our lives his way. So I'm excited to chat about that today. Absolutely, absolutely. Before we dive into the topic of anger and what you talked about yesterday, Rhonda, I'd love to get your thoughts on kind of the series as a whole, both the Sermon on the Mount, as well as even just kind of the the three steps that Jose is encouraging us to each week when we come up to these topics, this idea of kind of surveying, demoing, and then rebuilding. Yeah, it's been great. And I, I, think for myself, um, the surveying, demoing, and rebuilding should it is really something that I need to do continually, mm-hmm. you know, just daily, weekly in my walk with the Lord. And sometimes it's um, very minor tweaking that He'll do mm-hmm. uh, in, in remodeling an area. Um, mm-hmm. And then sometimes uh, that's I think typically where we find where we need to reach out and get some help is if there's a, a rebuild that needs to take place where we really need to tear some things out and and see God and how to to rebuild in strength, whatever area it is that he's working on. So mm. yeah, it's yeah. great. That's really, really good. Mm-hmm. One of the I want to jump right in as far as talking about anger and just the message. And Jose, one of the things uh, that stood out to me is you were just talking about, you had kind of the uh, uh, centric circles uh, on the screen yeah. and talked about kind of heart and then outside of that is mind, outside of this body and then relationship. So I'd love for you to maybe share just a little bit uh, recap of how that is significant and then just hearing mm-hmm. both of y'all's thoughts on, on sure. how it's helpful to separate those, those out. Yeah, I don't want to re-preach, but it is an inside out life that God's calling us to live. So he's asking uh, us to be more righteous than the Pharisees and the religious elite. And they were really good at doing this outside in yeah. lifestyle. So they looked the part, they convinced other people mm-hmm. that they were really holy and really, really mm-hmm. good. Uh, they had the tassels and the robes and all of these outward expressions that showed their holiness. And what Jesus is saying is that he's not looking for that. He's looking for a changed heart. Mm-hmm. He's looking to go to the core of every of these topics that we're going to cover. And then he wants to change our hearts. He wants to circumcise our hearts is a very biblical, mm-hmm. especially in the in the epistles, uh, uh, theme that we hear where God tears out the bad and he wants to renew our hearts so that 
out, inside out, we see our lives be transformed. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think about um, just the chambers of our heart and the areas of our lives where, you know, if it's been surrendered to the Lord um, and He's done and continuing a, a work, then we see that fruit. Yeah. But those areas that we try to withhold from Him, like, I've got this, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we all have them, um, those areas can become hardened and um, not not sensitive or soft mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. His convictions or His um, nudging us. Yeah. And so... I think it's important to ask him to give us that heart of flesh, that softness, so that we are sensitive. And that's scary at times because yeah. that hard place, that hardened part is that wall up where this part God I've got, this mm-hmm. this chamber I'm good, you yeah. know. So yeah. That's yeah. really, it's a great segue into the next question. As we talk about anger and Jose, one of the things you mentioned about anger, kind of it being a secondary emotion. And so Rhonda, just like you were sharing with your heart, it's not like there's those areas and just kind of the, whether it's the hardness of the heart or anger in the heart, that doesn't just like come overnight, but there's yeah. usually these, Jose, you call them seeds of anger yeah. kind of coming up. So how have y'all seen, like how, how can you identify seeds of anger in your heart and how, how do we go about just being aware that they're there and then kind of what are some practical ways that y'all maybe in your walk have kind of caught those early so that they don't become these kind of hardened and um, severe um, heart issues. Yeah, so James 1 teaches us to be slow to anger, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I think that process of being slow to anger allows us the opportunity to stop and ask the question, why am I angry? Why am I experiencing this emotion? What is behind it? So uh, I got this um, quote with this inside out that these uh, shoots become trees, trees become forests, and really we're looking at these seeds that become the trees, right? And so what are the seeds that are that are causing me to be angry? And oftentimes it's stress, it's feeling overwhelmed, it's feeling wronged, mm-hmm. it's, it's feeling like your life is out of control. And all of those things are really good things that God speaks to in His sovereignty, in His goodness, in His grace that we can then receive um, and then that therefore heals Mm-hmm. Our, this emotion mm-hmm. of anger and it stops it right there in its tracks. So I think for me, being slow to anger, I'm growing, especially with young kids at home. I mean, there's a lot of things that frustrate me. And so I'll find myself responding in anger and it's not the kids. It's never the kids. Rarely is it the kids. Sometimes it's the kids. Uh, uh, one of our boys pulled out, we had just bought in this Kirby Lane pancake mix. Oh, we were nice. so excited. And then anyway, we put it away and it's all on the floor, you oh. know, in two seconds. I'm like, I was really looking forward to those pancakes. Oh. And now they're in the trash because uh, they're just poured out. And it actually was really, really quick cleanup. But anyway, oftentimes when I feel that anger rushing in, man, the last thing I want to do is lash out on my kids. I really want to make sure that I'm slow to anger and ask myself the question, why am I angry? And then stop it there. Mm-hmm. So good. I don't, I don't ever really get angry. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it too. Definitely, I would say... Um, when I was younger, that was 
more of an issue for me. Uh, having a phlegmatic personality helps. Yeah. So it does kind of make me more laid back and less prone to, to that. Mm. But um, I can look back in my own life and think that uh, a seed for me sometimes was feeling overlooked or uh, victimized in some way that I per- maybe maybe I wasn't actually, but I perceived it that way. Mm-hmm. And it can it can be little things that do build up. And so when we don't uh, go to the Lord with those, and I was very prone to that, not um, allowing His comfort, because maybe something was, maybe I'm right, I was right about how I felt, mm-hmm. but not going to Him and letting Him comfort that. Yeah. And when you're when you're young and you have family and you're busy doing a lot, you don't you don't always think about that. When you finally get some quiet time, you don't necessarily go back to that but um, but just allowing him to to comfort uh, an area where you felt wronged or or whatever that that helped me mm. um, or that definitely helps me now I, I wasn't so good at that mm. when I was younger but now when something happens I'm generally able to look at that person's perspective mm. and how it how it uh, mm. came at me so I don't mm. I don't just I don't receive it and yeah. then move into yeah that's so good. But that's Rhonda. a long time coming, as as Sean put one Sunday that uh, I'm I'm older than young. <laughs> I loved how he said that, and so there's um, <laughs> arriving at that uh, has been a process. So. Yeah, and you've chosen to go through that process mm-hmm. because the other side mm-hmm. is to embrace your victimhood Mm -hmm. and to always to cultivate that, Mm -hmm. and then that sometimes does grow our anger, but it also grows other things, it apathy, a lot of things. and it, it yes. minimizes what God mm-hmm. has really created us to do. Like it Absolutely. minimizes our purpose. Yeah. And so this is Jesus in the Sermon mm-hmm. on the Mount, the beginning of his ministry saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to the root yes. because if you take care of the root, then all of these things are going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Your life is going to look different. Your thoughts are going to change. Mm-hmm. Your body is going to you know, be, be postured in a different way and your yeah. relationships are going yeah. to be blessed. I love that you um, shared about your perception sometimes mm-hmm. is different than what the other exactly. person uh, yeah. means because that that's, uh, you know, I said that anger is, there's two types. There's the human anger and um, godly righteous anger. And I find that the human anger, it's selfish. And what I mean by that, it's mm-hmm. not that it's wrong or that it's incorrect. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't feel it. No, what I mean is that it only concerns us. It, it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. affect other people. Mm-hmm. And you nailed the key, Ron. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have said that yesterday. When we allow God's comfort mm-hmm. and God's identity to teach us and yes. really console us in that moment, mm-hmm. that's enough. It is. And knowing who you are in Him and how He sees you so that when you do feel wronged or slighted or offended in some way, it's you can quickly recognize that that's that person's issue and not your, and you don't have to receive that to where there's pain for you or anger, you know, with it. So you're able then to move into prayer <laughs> for that individual. There you go. You Truly, bet. and release, you know, pray for them and release it. And, and you don't you don't wear it. So it doesn't build up as anger in your heart. 
you may have answered my next question, but I was going to put you on the spot a little bit and ask just kind of practically, mm-hmm. like when you talk about that, as far as just reminding yourself, both of y'all, uh, reminding yourselves of your identity. I mean, I feel like so many things mm-hmm. can fall under just the lack of that one discipline or that one act. So what are maybe some ways that you, I mean, you just mentioned prayer, so that's a big one, but how do you kind of remind yourself? Because the world's constantly trying to find, you know, redefine who you are as far mm-hmm. as through the world standards. So how do you, just as it relates to anger as well as everything else, kind of just focus Focus on that, that receiving that comfort and, and identity. Yeah. Um, without going into too much detail, I, I had an opportunity with that just a few weeks back where um, I uh, was verbally attacked by someone and um, it just came, it was so uh, strong and loud and hard. Um, that I was in shock because I don't know if I've ever been talked to like that. But um, moving away from it and just immediately thinking about the individual, uh, I know if I think back years ago, I would have come right back (laughs) at her. (laughs) I would have. I would have defended myself. And... um, Instead, I didn't, and as I was driving away, I, I felt like God said, nobody prays for her, mm. and that did it for me. It just broke my heart, and I felt absolutely no anger, um, but just compassion and mercy for someone living yeah. like that, that's that bound up in, in anger and hate, and so... Um, I think it's just listening. It's just being willing to listen to God when you feel like something, when or that's there's that opportunity, is the being slow to anger. You know, keeping your mouth closed. <laughs> it's okay. God is our defender. Jesus went to the cross without yeah. defending himself in the courts, and you know He's our defender. He goes before us. He's our rear guard. And I know that. And so, you know, initially as I looked back on that and thought, wow, why did that happen? Because it was so random. But I I fully believe that God wanted somebody to pray for her. Mm. So now there's a prayer team praying for her. It's amazing. (laughs) So, and I know God's going to work in her life. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that I don't story. Know, but it's being willing. It's, it's clo- closed mouth and listening, yeah. or mm-hmm. my two, man. Slow to speak. Yes. Quick to listen. Yes. Slow to become angry. Yeah. It's like it's in the Bible <laughs> or something. <laughs> and I do remember years ago uh, when the boys were little, and I was much more prone to quick to anger <laughs> after spending all day with them and just, you know. But I remember hearing Larry in the bedroom with them one night, and one of them had been mad about something. And I, I remember, you know, him telling them, you just have to stop and think about, is this going to matter three minutes from now or five minutes from now? And I thought, boy, that was for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was saying it to them as I was walking by. I was like, and that's a really good one. That's a really good one. To, yeah. Heed. 
Yeah, that's so good. I want to kind of keep going just a little bit uh, further. Jose, you mentioned kind of Psalm 139, and I'd love for you to kind of just expound on that a little bit as far as, because that I think is another cool way of just seeing the raw uh, emotion and just that example of both kind of the in the prayer with the Lord, but also uh, where anger kind of fits into that. Yeah. <laughs> When I read it, I've read Psalm 139, I don't know how many times. Mm -hmm. And then I read it afresh this time and verse 19 just popped out. But before I talk about that, this is an example of godly anger, Mm -hmm. righteous anger. And I really think that righteous anger, most times it's it's selfless. So it it concerns other people. Mm -hmm. And when we see, when we see an injustice done or someone being wronged, we do see this welling up of anger. And that's what David is feeling here. He is talking about the attributes of God at the beginning of Psalm 139. And then he flips the script and, uh, verse 19, and talks about hating uh, those that hate God. And then in verse 23, he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And so even though David is dead right, (laughs) he still Mm -hmm. asks the Lord to examine his heart and his motives and his thoughts. And boy, if we did that every day when we felt either human anger or Mm. godly righteous anger, I think this world would be different. And again, that's what Jesus is getting at. That's why it's his kingdom manifesto. Mm. He's teaching us a new way of living that's not only going to bless us, but it's going to bless the world when it's full of people that are living this way. So it really Mm. is powerful stuff that he's teaching us um, how 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 to build our lives and how to live by. So I think Psalm 139 is a great example of how to stop, be slow to anger and um, ask the Lord in prayer, in a posture mm-hmm. of prayer, search me, oh God, know my heart, test mm-hmm. my thoughts and uh, point out anything that offends you. I think so too. And I, you know, with righteous anger, we, we see things, you know, we see things in the world around us and we'll feel that rise up. But if our righteous anger doesn't, move us to prayer or um, prayerfully thought out action, then it can quickly turn to judgment. That's right. Or gossip or, you know, because the enemy always wants to turn it. So that's Mm -hmm. where we want to be on guard with righteous anger is what, what do I do with it when I feel it? Because the enemy will try to get us to turn it. Yeah. It's like discernment. When we see something, hear something, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, this is not right. The question mm-hmm. then is, what do you do with it? What do you do? Do you activate prayer? Do mm-hmm. you go to that person and say, hey, I feel like the Lord showed me, you know, I overheard or I saw this for a mm-hmm. reason. I'm here to tell you I love you. There's help. I'm I'm here to walk by your side or wow. go to PMT on Monday nights <laughs> and get some prayer, talk to a pastor. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes we don't do anything, and that's when it just turns into judgment because because we mm-hmm. talk to other people. Did yes. you see or yes. hear what so-and-so yes. did or said? And mm-hmm. that's what the enemy wants. You're so right. Absolutely. He wants us to gossip and not mm-hmm. love that person and show up in their life. That's right. 
That's so good. I'd love to kind of close with asking y'all just uh, one more question about something you kind of closed with Jose talking about the attribute of God and mentioning Luke 23, 34 and how Jesus just his heart towards us where he just says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they've done and kind of just the role of forgiveness and anger. I'd love to kind of hear y'all's thoughts as we kind of close up on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, to me, forgiveness is it's the the conduit for healing in my own life and in the person that I've forgiven. It's it's releasing it to God. It's not saying that something was okay at, by any means, but it's just um, it it paves the way for the Lord to do His work. And we don't always see the outcome of that down the line, but we're leaving it in His hands. We're releasing it into his hands. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I said this first service. I didn't say it's second. I just glossed over it and, and missed it. But forgiveness takes one and reconciliation mm-hmm. takes two. So mm-hmm. Jesus is speaking here in the Sermon on the Mount about reconciliation and how important it is, even more important than mm-hmm. you know offering a sacrifice to the Lord because what God wants to see is his ministry of reconciliation mm-hmm. take place here on the earth rather than you know church offerings yeah. and all mm-hmm. that other, uh, it's all good stuff, but he's saying that my priority is, is in reconciliation. So that's a lot of work and that takes both parties, but forgiveness takes one. Absolutely. So we have been given the yeah. power as people that have been forgive for have been forgiven by God to forgive others. Mm-hmm. Freely we receive, freely we give. And mm-hmm. so when we do that, yeah, we really are releasing the the offender. We're choosing not to be a victim. And it is absolutely mm-hmm. the conduit um, for healing. So it's the way that we're called to live and build our lives. And um all of a sudden, this very strict and foreign commandment, do not murder, <laughs> comes pretty close to home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Jesus teaches us in a beautiful way how to deal with that and give it all to Him. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us, conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.